0: Welcome in to the Ball Blast Football Injury Podcast. Uh, I'm your sort of host, Kate, but more importantly, I've got our own injury expert here, Mr. Matthew Betts. How are you doing today, Betts?
1: Kate, you're not giving yourself enough credit here. Uh, I don't think you are the sort of, <laughs> the, the sort of host. I think you're the, the very real host <laughs> on the show, uh, but I'm doing great to answer your question. How are you today?
0: I'm good, but uh, we've lost some more of our, our first to fourth round picks, so not doing super great. I, I feel like my my fantasy rosters have either been um, just absolutely obliterated or they've been relatively unscathed so far, but we've had some major injuries, again, pop up in week four, so let's dive in. Um, anything else you want to note other than the fact that our listeners obviously have to go to ballblastfootball.com. Uh, hit the, the subscribe button or, or your favorite button, the bookmark button on the ball blast football injury tracker, which bets you uh, you've said you're going to get carpal tunnel
1: from updating. Oh my gosh. It's I honestly can't remember a season that's like this um just so much going on so yes the, the injury tracker on the website is meant to be a quick resource for you guys to check out if you're wondering okay who's who's out for the year you know who's gonna be back in four weeks or who's on a short-term IR um can I play this player this week so all that information is on there it's usually updated every like two-ish days so hang with me life's crazy we're trying to update it as much as we can but there's just so <laughs> many injuries going on that it's virtually impossible to keep up with on a daily basis but yes check frequently for that and then also if you guys uh, are subscribers on Patreon, patreon.com slash ballblast, I think the easiest way to get like accurate and quick, detailed injury information of what you need to know is in the Slack channel. Like We have mm-hmm. our, our patrons just asking like, hey, Bets, how long is this player going to be out? Or what can I expect from Julio Jones this week coming off the hamstring strain? Or whatever it is. And you know that to me is, is like texting. It's just so easy to respond. So that is the <laughs> best place for your up-to-date, quick injury info. Check out Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash ballblast.
0: Yes, I, I, I use that function frequently, although sometimes it is text. So I, I feel bad for you, Betts, because now you have the, the reputation in the industry as the, the injury expert, um, but that means your texts are always open to uh, people like me who want to leech on for advice. But that's all right. Uh, let's dive into uh, one of the most devastating injuries that uh, was suffered this week in week four, Austin Eckler. Um, It sounds like he's had a bit of a a hamstring strain, but he's also had a hyperextended knee. So what what does this mean? Because it says, you know, we've heard that it was a pretty significant hamstring strain. What do we expect from Austin Eckler? Is he going to hold any value for the rest of the season?
1: It's going to be a while before we see Austin Eckler back on the field. And basically what happened is... His left foot kind of got planted in the ground, and as he was trying to kind of backpedal to plant and change direction, his like he lost his balance, and so his chest and his core bent forward, which essentially flexes your hip pretty far, and his knee hyperextended at the same time. So now you're getting a stretch across the Ugh. hamstring muscle at two different locations, which is, is a pretty serious thing. I believe his injury is most likely located closer to the attachment point on his pelvis and without sounding too nerdy uh that is not uh, a good prognosis those generally take longer to recover they're more likely to recur in the future so um Austin Eckler is going to go on IR for the Chargers he will be back at some point probably this year but I mean we're looking at a scenario where he's potentially out for six to eight weeks and of course we're already entering week five so then we're looking at you know is he even 100% by the time fantasy
0: football playoffs yes
1: I was going to say is he even 100% by the time fantasy playoffs are here I'm not sure. So yeah, Joshua Kelly uh, on waivers is going to be a legitimate starter here for almost two months, probably.
0: So question uh, for those of us in redraft formats, are we able to like, is this where we consider dropping Austin Eckler? Cause you said, you know, it by the time we actually have him healthy on the field, it might be, you know, just at the start of our fantasy football playoffs. And do you want to trust him immediately? in your lineup at that point because I don't know about you but I am running out of IR spots in all of my leagues even with the expanded COVID IRs can't keep up
1: yeah Um, it's nuts
0: so if I'm running out of room like is Austin Eckler droppable
1: it's so tricky right because we know what he can be when he's back on the field so I think it really depends on your team and your roster construction if you are if you're 0-4, this is not the time to bail out, okay? There's still hope. <laughs> if you're 0-4 and, and you need the spots, then I understand. But if you're 4-0 or 3-1 and you're like, I'm going to make the playoffs, um, and you have an IRS spot, then yes, use it on Austin Eckler. Don't drop him. But I really think it depends on your situation. If you're in need of wins now and you need to, to plug and play, you kind of have to do it right there. There basically is no tomorrow if you're and four or one and three, like you need to win. So um, it sounds crazy, but it certainly is in the realm of possibility.
0: All right, let's move on to another one of my favorites, Josh Allen quarterback for the Buffalo bills. He went down with a shoulder injury, ended up going back to the locker room. I would presume for like x-rays and and all of that good juice, get him uh, a nice injection to get the ball rolling. Um, But it looks like you feel like this injury might be more of a a chronic thing.
1: For the rest of the season, it's going to be a factor for Josh Allen. Now, I say that, but I'm not really worried about his performance or his availability. And so what we're talking about here is if you guys remember last year with Mitchell Trubisky, almost the exact same mechanism of injury, like his arm stretched overhead. Uh, defensive player tackling him to the ground and his shoulder kind of getting jammed up overhead, which is a classic mechanism of injury for a labrum tear uh, and or a partial dislocation of the shoulder. That's what happened to Mr. Biscay. I believe off the top of my head, he missed one game and then he played the rest of the year. I'm not even sure Josh Allen misses time, but he will definitely play with like an external brace or a harness on that shoulder to help keep his, his shoulder nice and stable. Um, if it was his throwing shoulder, we'd be having a completely different conversation, but I think Josh Allen is going to be okay here for the rest of the season. And I am very happy about that because he's just been lights out <laughs> and I have a little bit of money on an MVP bet for Josh hey. Allen. So we need him to stay healthy here for, for 2020.
0: Yes, we do. And like, he, he's just been absolutely lights out. And I will say that out of all the quarterbacks, I feel like this dude is just tough as nails. So you want to hope that he's going to to be available O.J. Howard, tight end for the uh, the Bucks, who has actually sort of been Tom Brady's preferred go-to over Rob Gronkowski, which has been so bizarre. Um, So he has he's looked pretty decent. He looked to be having a nice bounce back season, excuse me. um, And he was announced to have ruptured his Achilles.
1: Yeah, it's tough. It's (laughs) tough for a guy like that because, you know. I think in dynasty circles, right? Like people were just kind of leaving this guy for dead, and it was like, oh yeah, like he was supposed to be a thing. Now he isn't. And then this year he comes out and, and kind of think flash some upside he that good. we liked. Yeah, exactly. He was a player that um, people were on in dynasty for good reason early in his career. uh Certainly, this is going to be a setback. He's done for the year. We'll look to see what happens, you know, in the off season. But as of now, it looks like the timeline for week one is realistic coming off the Achilles injury. So we will see with OJ Howard. But yeah, if this doesn't get Gronk going in that offense without Chris Godwin, who's dealing with the hamstring injury, um, I don't know what's going get, to get Gronk uh, fantasy relevant in 2020.
0: He the, he's the blocker. He's the blocking. I guess so. Bruce Arians <laughs> doesn't care. He does not care about your fantasy football teams. Uh, let's just dive in there. Cause that was a great segue. Chris Godwin with a hamstring injury already missed a game for a concussion. I, is this just like not his year?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's it's tough. It's looking that way. And it's it's a tricky situation, right? Because he picked up this injury uh, not last week, but the week before and then missed this week. And so he's already missed two games. And now we're looking at you know, a scenario where Chris Goblin was a player who finished the season last year on injured reserve because of his hamstring injury. So it, it's certainly a situation that is pretty volatile for the rest of the season. He's going to be a player to monitor early when he gets back on the field it's as of right now you know we're recording this on tuesday morning at 9 30 it's too early to tell if he'll be ready for this week uh but certainly you know rest of season he's a player that i'll be watching closely to see how he responds coming off that hamstring strain from week three
0: and a little bit of advice so sort of like you said earlier um you know with austin eckler if you are in a a good position right now if you are one of those four and oh Three in one teams. This is a great time to go out and get Chris Godwin with some of those question marks. I went um, and I, I traded, uh, you know, a, a lower tiered running back uh, and a, a wide receiver for Chris Godwin, so that um, you know, because I could afford to have him come back, uh, you know, spend a little bit more time in recovery and then explode on my fantasy rosters later. So that would be a, a um, nice move in my book if we can trust his hamstring moving forward one of the most brutal injuries of the week nick chubb down with a right mcl sprain out six to eight weeks what in the world like i I, kareem hunt
1: yes we talked about this we you and i sat down for one of our youtube series uh we talked about you know running backs that are backups that essentially you need to draft in 2020 and cream hunt was the guy that we were smiling about so happy so excited for and we said he's a league winner if something happens in nick chubb and obviously no one ever roots for injuries but here we are and it's cream hunt time um, but back to nick chubb real quick yes mcl sprain of the knee basically it's that ligament that sits on the very inside uh, and it's really important for lateral stability and cutting and so whenever you have an injury to that for a skill position player it typically takes several weeks to get back from. And it really just depends on the severity of the injury. Um, the timeline that was reported was about six weeks, potentially longer. And that tells me that that ligament is completely torn. Usually if it's a partial tear, it's it's quicker on the recovery. But he's going to miss you know, several weeks. He's already on short-term IR with the Browns. And he's a player that, if you spend a first-round draft pick like the theme this year, you are going to be without for several weeks. But yeah, Kareem Hunt, where would you rank Kareem Hunt? rest of season knowing that Nick Chubb's probably going to miss at least a month and a half. Uh,
0: he's top five. I'm he's already been a top 12 back and it, that's with Nick Chubb in the lineup, especially in a PPR format. I think you absolutely like if there's anybody that's um, maybe skeptical that he's going to return that value, you shouldn't be. Uh, he's, he's literally, we've seen him do it before. He's, he's been the top five back in this league and, under Kevin Stefanski, I see no reason to, to doubt that this is going to be the case the rest of the season.
1: I got a question for you. Oh. Let's, let's play a name game. So, Kareem, okay. Kareem Hunt, rest of season, or Joe Mixon? Kareem Hunt. I'm with you. Come on. Come right, on. About, this is a ball
0: blast brand.
1: <laughs> True that. How about the darling of fantasy so far, James Robinson, or Kareem Hunt?
0: oh man oh god why are you doing that to me that's you i am the biggest james robinson fan i need to get his uh, jersey number tattooed to my forehead yes i love this dude Uh, i think that's a great idea i'll look uh, fantastic um i i think you gotta go kareem hunt as much as it hurts me i like it shouldn't be that difficult at all i'm just uh, marginally biased but uh, it's got to be Kareem Hunt. You've you've seen him do it over and over again, and you know that his offensive system, um, I think, is a little bit more trustworthy than what we're seeing from the Jags right now.
1: I like it. All right, last one. Miles Sanders or Kareem Hunt?
0: Oh, my goodness. Wow. You came out shooting. You came out <laughs> guns, guns blazing. blazing. <laughs> Holy Moses. Okay, so you – for the same reason, I have to go with Kareem Hunt. I do believe more in the offense. Uh, you know, I, I think that there are just other assets that make that offense uh, you know, a good team. You have Jarvis Landry, you've got Austin Hooper, you've got OBJ. like you've got so many other weapons that um, you know the the offense likely will run through Kareem Hunt, but he's not going to be the only staple that makes this a, a viable scoring team. Uh, so I'm gonna roll with with Hunt. So basically, Hunt over everything for me, right? Yeah,
1: at this point, I guess so. I mean, it sounds like he would be ranked like inside the top eight running backs. You would say rest of the season.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I with think you. you have to look at him that way. Yep. I'm with um, you. Any any of those questions uh, that you asked me, do you have any different answers? I we don't. Joe Mixon, James Robinson,
1: yeah, Miles I, Sanders. I really don't. I mean, I love Miles Sanders. I'm an Eagles fan and. Uh, You know, shout out to us for being in first place and the worst first place team in the entire league. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, they're valid concerns across the offense. And certainly Joe Mixon's had ups and several downs so far this season. But I just know Kareem Hunt, you know, we've seen it. He's finished as the RB1 overall before. This Browns offense is set to win with the running back position. I mean, he's going to get 18 to 25 touches a week. In that offense, yeah. behind that offensive line. So, yeah, I can't argue with you at all on any of those. I'm certainly with you.
0: Love it. Oh, God, I love love to hear a little bit of positivity for the Cleveland Browns because they don't get enough of it. True that. Uh, let's talk about Kenyon Drake. Uh, so I do have a question for you. So he exited... Uh, last week with a chest injury in the fourth quarter sounds like he like got the wind knocked out of him it sounds like he's fine um based on you know some some reports I saw yesterday it looks like he's back up to uh you know full practice and and he's he's looking good is there any chance you know we entered this season with Drake in a a a foot a, a walking boot is there any chance that maybe he was just a little bit more banged up than he let on
1: I mean, it's certainly possible, right? Like a lot of this kind of analysis and a lot of this information we have is looking from the outside in and trying to read through the tea leaves. So it's hard to say. Certainly it's possible. Um, I think that there are other reasons for concern with Kenyon Drake beyond just potentially the walking boot, but I, I do think it's potentially a factor. The main issue for me is, you know, last year when we saw him come in and just go crazy in the second half of the year and win people fantasy titles was his involvement in the passing game in this season, Kyler is not using the running back position uh, much at all through the air, And when he is, it's Chase Edmonds. So Kenny Drake was a guy we all projected to be a multi-dimensional type of player, running game and receiving. And they're targeting the running back position at just a 15% clip so far this season. That's bottom three in the league. And so if you have a, a running back splitting time with Chase Edmonds doing the exact same thing, it's hard to hold value in PPR half PPR formats, so I, I don't know if it's the injury previously from training camp, or if it's that, or if it's a combination. But I am officially uh, terrified to have Kenyon Drake on my roster.
0: <laughs> are you Are you looking to if you're in a redraft league? What is like the lowest tiered offer that you might consider trading Kenyon Drake for at this point? It's got to be. It's got to be pretty low, right?
1: It's so tough because you spent a first round pick on him to get him or a high second. Yeah,
0: that's
1: I would what probably hard. I would trade him for if I could get a back end wide receiver two, I would do it. A high end wide receiver three, I would probably even do it. I'm not sure you can really trade running back for running back because I don't know that anyone really wants to go out and get Kenyon Drake. I was involved with another player in a league I play and we were talking about Kenyon Drake before this weekend. And I was like, he's going to come out. This is the get right game. He's going to smash. And the the other manager was like, you know what? I agree, too. Like, I can't sell him yet. Come talk to me next week. And now we we both text each other the day after. <laughs> we were like, uh, yeah, let's never just. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. So I, I don't know. He's just kind of like a he's like a roster clogger at this point. I'm not sure. What, what do you think you could get for Kenyon Drake?
0: I think you're definitely right about the, the fact that you probably need to go for a wide receiver who's maybe the running back position is just absolutely demolished so i think we have to uh put that on the back end put that idea out of our brains um you know i, I wonder oh like would you would you trade him for a dj chark
1: oh yes 100 percent.
0: if you're the dj chark owner do you do that trade no <laughs> how about devonta parker
1: i would i mean there's uh, there's always the concern potentially that Tua comes in and what does the offense look like but um Parker's going to get volume, and yeah, I'll take that over Drake.
0: All right, I've got some grosser ones for you. Jamison Crowder, who's oh,
1: Lord. not
0: like nobody wants to own Jamison Crowder, but he is producing for fantasy leagues.
1: I guess I was s- getting volume. Yeah. Jamison Crowder was just like an auto pick in like the ninth and tenth round of drafts for me this year, so I have a lot of him because <laughs> he's, he's just like a perfect wide receiver three. um Yeah, I guess I'll still hold Kenyon Drake. You just need running backs on your roster, and It's so tough. It's close, though. And that tells you how how worried I am about Kenyon Drake.
0: Last but not least, Robbie Anderson, who has been absolutely on fire with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I don't think anybody of any of us would have expected him to come out and have three games over 99 receiving yards with Teddy Bridgewater of all folks. Um, He's, you know, he was a guy that was essentially free in your leagues. Are you buying in? Would you give up Robbie Anderson for Kenyon Drake at this point?
1: I think I would, but it's been I've been really slow to come around and Robbie Anderson because and, and I'll be honest with our listeners like I have a preseason bias. I wanted DJ Moore to be a thing. I still believe dJ Moore can be <laughs> a thing. I am losing money in DFS on dJ Moore, but regardless it's time to buy <laughs> in to Robbie Anderson as Matt rules Temple guy right I think he coached him at Temple in college he's using him more he's seeing way more volume than dj Moore. so uh there's going to be good weeks for dj Moore coming up no doubt but robbie anderson to me at this point is the one in an offense where teddy bridgewater is top 10 league in passing yards right now and and i don't think anyone saw that coming so yeah fantasy football in 2020 is a weird thing and i think we have to embrace it
0: yeah this is it's a weird year um let's go out west let's check in on the denver broncos we've got noah fant uh, who was carted off last week with an ankle injury. Seems like he's bound to miss some time.
1: Yeah, I think he is, and and probably multiple weeks. We're looking at a high ankle sprain here for Noah Fant. so certainly if you're planning for week five, uh, he will not be out there. And then beyond that, you know, it's going to be uh, probably a couple of weeks before you we see him back on the field. So looking at a multi-week absence for Noah Fant.
0: And uh, we've got KJ Handler, who also strained a hamstring. Are you buying into Tim Patrick, who had... 113 receiving yards and a touchdown had a touchdown last week he's this guy that's sort of been productive whenever he's been asked to do so do you buy in
1: not really and it's mostly because <laughs> I don't want to have a lot of the Denver passing attack you know I ended the season with concerns about Drew Locke and here we are looking at Brett Rippin and potentially um, their third string quarterback or second I guess and Jeff Driscoll Rippin's the third string but Um, I'm still not convinced and now we have Drew Locke potentially due back in the next week or two coming off of the rotator cuff injury he had early in the season so he's kind of a by default type of guy but I'm not really in love with it Uh, I just am a full-on fade on the Broncos offense
0: I think that's always just generally a good rule of thumb in your life really Um, Sam Darnold AC joint sprain is this the same injury that we saw with Josh Allen
1: Uh, a little bit different so with Sam Darnold, we saw him get tackled and a defender kind of fell on top of him and drove the point of his shoulder into the ground. The initial concern was for a, uh, a collarbone fracture. You saw him leave the field, he got x-rays, they were negative, and then the only way he comes back into that game with the AC joint injury is with an injection for pain control. And he did fine when he came back in, but it's a different story here moving forward. Usually the week after that happens, um, you know, you're not getting an injection every day, you can't do that. But basically you need time to let the, the AC joint heal and so it's likely that he will miss this week, even though he finished the game last week, which might be a bit of a surprise for people. So definitely monitor that. And anytime you have an AC joint injury to a throwing athlete, uh, it's certainly a concern. We saw this, if you guys remember, last year, Dak Prescott, late in the season, picked up that AC joint injury. And then in a must-win game against Philly, he could not push the ball downfield. So if you if you have a Jets wide receiver, if you're playing DFS, if you're for some reason, starting Sam Darnold in fantasy. Oh. Uh, well, first off, I'm sorry. Second off, <laughs> uh, I would temper expectations for sure this week.
0: All right. I think that that is definitely fair. Um, who else should we talk about here? Uh, Julio sorry. Jones. I, Julio Jones. Oh, gosh.
1: Picked up what? that hamstring injury oh. in training camp, and now we're still talking about it. We are entering week five. Uh, if you can't guys get watched, rid of it. Can't get rid of it. If you guys watch Monday Night Football last night, he kind of battled through it. And then you could see, like, the body language on the sideline. He was pretty disappointed and, you know, didn't look himself entering halftime. And then he didn't come out in the second half and, and was ruled out for the rest of the game, aggravating that same hamstring injury. And, you know, if our listeners have heard us talk before, they know a, an aggravation of a hamstring injury typically leads to more time missed. So uh, I think people that have Julio Jones in their roster certainly should be making backup plans for the next two to three weeks.
0: Oof. Uh, Let's talk about LaShawn McCoy, likely out for week five with an ankle sprain. Uh, Leonard Fournette's already banged up. He's got an ankle injury. We saw Ronald Jones get a lot of touches this week, but he didn't look uh, particularly fantastic on those attempts. Um, He was sort of out of sync with Tom Brady in the passing game. I think he had like three drops, something like that. Keyshawn Vaughn, my guy, ended up with the receiving touchdown this week. It like Should Keyshawn Vaughn be on our, our waivers uh, or be on our, our radar when we're putting in our waiver claims today?
1: I feel like he has to be. I mean, you can probably get him for really, really cheap if you're playing in a fab type of, of league. Um, I might throw a few bucks at him because – We've seen this with, with Bruce Arians in the past, right? Look at David Johnson several years ago with the Cardinals where it was a slow start of the season, he barely played, and then all of a sudden he was just thrust into, into the starting role and was a, a league winner. Now, I'm not necessarily projecting that from Keyshawn Vaughn, but you have no Lashawn McCoy. Leonard Fournette is going to miss multiple weeks again coming off of an ankle injury. And so by default, he's the team's RB2, and we've seen Ronald Jones get put in the doghouse so to speak for fumbling or blocking concerns or any of those types of matters so I'm not giving up hope on Keyshawn Vaughn certainly uh if you're a dynasty player this has to feel good that he is relevant again because it was looking scary Thank god the start of the week yes I spent several first round rookie picks on Keyshawn Vaughn Whoops! Uh, but hopefully yeah hopefully this is a good sign for him I do think he's worth rostering in redraft leagues
0: All right. I I think that's about it. Is there any other guys that we need to talk about to get our friends prepared for week five and beyond uh, in regards to these injuries?
1: I think those are the biggest ones for sure. But of course, news pops up all the time. So, guys, check out the injury tracker on BallBlastFootball.com.
0: Thanks for joining us. And don't forget to follow Football. Over on Twitter at BallBlastFB and Instagram at BallBlastFB, you can follow me, Kate at FF BallBlast, and follow Bets, our injury expert at the Fantasy PT. Thanks, guys.